Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good afternoon and welcome to Tiger Radio WWL. It is a big one today. The LSU Fighting Tigers looking to continue this midseason streak of momentum. Two big SEC games to move their mark. Once 0-1, now 2-1 with a chance to really put themselves in good position down the home stretch of the season, the month of November, if they can muster up a win today over the Ole Miss Rebels in Oxford, the 106th meeting between the LSU Tigers and the Ole Miss Rebels at Barton Hemingway Stadium in Oxford. Coming up on today's program, our regular group, including our own Herb Tyler, will break down today's contest, give you his keys, and give you his take on where LSU is right now going into a crucial point in the season. Still have all their goals in front of them from a standpoint of the SEC. Also, we will go around the state. We call it our boot report to get you caught up on state college football. Tulane tonight welcomes in the 13th ranked, 6 slash 15th ranked team, 13-16 that is, in both polls. The South Florida Bulls uptown at Church and Stadium, the undefeated South Florida Bulls and their talented quarterback, Quentin Flowers. We'll take a look at those big games in the state of Louisiana. Also go around the nation inside the SEC for some interesting matchups and, of course, our college football scoreboards. The number to get involved is 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. And your take, did you write LSU off? And it's all right to admit things. But did you write them off after Troy? Or you said, no, Auburn's coming to town. They're 10th in the nation. I'm going to go see what happens. Maybe you didn't write them off against Troy. You got a little enthused after what they did against Florida. But the last time you were in Tiger Stadium before last week's game against Auburn, LSU was losing the longest non-conference home win streak in the nation at 49 to Troy, 24-21. And the very next time you step into the stadium, before you blink, it's 20-0. to Auburn on top of LSU. So, would you take the cautious approach? Did you... Take it easy and let things develop. Because as big of a lead as Auburn had early on, 20-0, to it wasn't that long. Auburn was starting to be faded out of the game. The 9-19 mark of the second quarter, 9 minutes and 19 seconds left, that was the last time Auburn scored in the contest. From that point on, they ran about 30 plays for 67 yards, 64 yards of total offense. Less than a handful of yards passing in the second half. And what, three first downs, four first downs? LSU shut them down, and their offense came up. So what are you seeing out of LSU? Give us your take, 504-260-1870. You can vote online at www.com, our Peretti Jaguar opinion poll. Are you confident LSU will win this one at Ole Miss, or do you worry about a rebel trap? Cast your vote online at www.com. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get you caught up on some afternoon scores, the 11 a.m. games uh, now in the second half, and we'll take a look at the top ten. And we'll go around the SEC. Herb Tyler, along with Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavere. We're counting you down to LSU and Ole Miss. The Magnolia Bowl, the 106th meeting between the Tigers and the Rebels tonight. Right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. And welcome back. Counting you down to LSU and Ole Miss. The Magnolia Bowl tonight at Vaughn Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. 
And joining us now is my partner, former LSU great Herb Tyler. Herb, the last couple of games LSU has t- taken a step forward. They've improved. Oh, yeah. And not only improved, they put themselves in good position to do a lot of – at least be in position – to set up to be in some very meaningful games to stretch of the season. Absolutely. Look, man, I, I, you know, my preseason record for them, I think I went into it going, thinking that they were going to be 10 and 3. So we're in a really good situation right now to be 10 and 3. But hey, look, if we can go and, uh, and go, <laughs> go, to, go to Alabama and pull up what I like to call a Michael Jackson and steal a win with a smooth, as a smooth criminal, mm-hmm. um, then we might be all right, man. But I, look, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, the two games that I see moving forward that's going to be really tough for us is going to be Alabama and I think Texas A&M. A lot of people think Texas A&M normally at the end of the season, they normally kind of fold and fall apart. But look, Kevin Sumlin is playing for his his job right now. That's he's right. coaching for his job. So he's got those guys playing really well right now. But tonight we've got to worry about Ole Miss. Yeah, and, I'm, and talking about that, we'll go more in the, in the SEC in a moment. But in the West, I, I think it would be in that order. It would be Alabama, and then you could argue LSU and A&M mm-hmm. right behind yep. them because both of them are playing well. I'd probably give a little edge to A&M right now because they played so well against yep. Alabama. Yep. A couple of weeks yep. ago, but that is they do look like they're playing better ball. But again, and, and we're getting better and better too every week, mm-hmm, as you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not playing a whole, you know, a full four quarters of football. But when we do play, at least put together, you know, special teams, offense, and defense during a particular quarter or maybe two, and you know, back to back, then we look really, really good. Herb, recapping last week, LSU falls behind twenty to zero to Auburn, and uh, when you look at it, it happens everything happened so fast. But after the nine nineteen mark of the second quarter, that would be the last time that Auburn scored mm-hmm. the entire game. LSU outscored them twenty seven to three uh the rest of the way and just they put the clamps on it, it dominated them. How that transpires and for them to come back, Herb, and like they did and win that game. What does that do uh moving forward now? It seems like momentum is there. A big win like that, coming off another win where you pretty much you're desperate, you needed a win to get, you know, a lot of your own fans off right. your back, they're right. questioning you. But two wins, including a a very big win. That was the best, biggest win Coach O has had since he's been here last week against Auburn. Well, you know, and, you know, and the irony for that for me, I think the Florida game was the really big win because mm-hmm. that game he really, really needed that game not only to um, to 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 build the confidence of the team, but to build the confidence of everybody in that in, in the building where he works at. You know, and that's to me that that speaks volumes. Then you turn around, you come back at home, and you play Auburn, who's really, really hot team at the moment, and then you pretty much shut them down after the second quarter. Um, and when their quarterback was playing really well before that, and their running back, their running game is awesome. I like their running game. But we, you know, our young guys on 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 the perimeter of defense, we really, really uh, clamped down on those receivers, and we we caused chaos for that quarterback, and he could not, you know, make any plays. Beyond, I think he went like nine of twenty eight or something like that. Yeah, nine of twenty six. So. Herb, I think he completed two passes in the second half. Yeah, that's LSU crazy. had eleven breakups. That's last crazy. Week. And we had young guys out there playing yes. defense. You know what I'm saying? And then you know we get a little bit of a rush, and then you know how, what can you say about Devin White, man? The, the guy's a beast. He's just Man. probably the best period linebacker that's in the country right now. Yeah. He's playing some really good football. Look, you could argue, Herb, when I first saw him, uh, let's see, so Devin's a sophomore now, so you mm-hmm. go back, what was it, 2000, it might have been 13. When I first saw him, he was a sophomore at North Webster, uh-huh. and they played they played at A-Meet. And you could argue that he hadn't been the best player every year in the state of Louisiana, college and high school, since that point since in time. Point. I mean, he never left the field. You could just tell he was – he was something. Now he's starting to develop to his own. His stock is steadily rising, Herb. And right now, a lot of people have him Rightfully as the top so. defender in in the SEC, which in turn would be one of the top defenders in the nation. Rightfully so. And look, not only athletically, but you know, when you talk about leader on the field and then in the locker room, that's that's the epitome of it. You know, that guy is the guy you want on your team, or you want a guy like that on your team, whether it's be offense, defense, or special teams, or or, or even you know, let's call it a walk on or somebody like that, but somebody that can inspire 
everyone to play very, very well or to their, their you know, their, their, their biggest or their most potential and to get the very best out of those guys. I think that's the guy you want on your team. I, I'm, right now, look, he's got my vote as one of the, if not the best linebacker in the country. He's uh, definitely top two. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Again, you caught up today. Coming up after the bottom of the hour news, Mike Scarborough, a publisher and recruiting analyst of TigerBait.com will be with us to give us the recruiting update. Jeff Palermo talks about LSU, how they've done this week. Parrish Offer, been with Parrish for uh, who? Nearly 20 years now, covering the Ole Miss uh, Rebels and Ole Miss Athletics for the Daily Journal in Mississippi. And then we wrap things up with senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar. And we'll hear our conversation with Code Ed Ogeron coming up before we check out as well and then give you Herb's keys to the games. And, of course, we will give his prediction. You can also text us at 870-870. Now, Herb, uh, LSU, where they are right now, a health standpoint, but looking at the quarterback situation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, there's been a couple of times to where last week DJ Chalk, you know, and he was under a little bit of duress, but, you know, had Danny led him, that would have been a touchdown instead of, uh, you know, a strip. And then you go back and you look and, hey, you still won the game, but moving forward, Herb, those opportunities – probably won't come in every game. They may come in, and you gotta got to take advantage of them. you really got to take advantage of them. What have you seen the last two weeks from Danny Edling? Well, look, you know, the thing about Danny is he's actually playing, playing pretty well. He's not playing lights out, but he's playing good enough to win some games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Morris Watts, who was my offensive coordinator when I played football at LSU, and I talked to him about two weeks ago, and one thing that, that stuck with me that he said, he said, Herb, you know what? You made all of the plays when it was time to make the plays. And that's the thing. You Like you say, opportunity comes. You have to go ahead and take it and make it. So, you know, if, if there's a certain play that, that comes up where DJ Chalk is, uh, has a guy beat by, you know, two let's call it two two steps or so, mm-hmm. the ball has to be exactly where the ball has to be. It can't be behind him. It can't make him slow down. It can't be right on him. It has to be either in front of him or over the shoulder or whatever so he can make the make a play, either a clean catch and, and score a touchdown or whatever, or whatever the play may be, whether it's Danny Edling or anybody else, you have to be able to step up and make that play count when you have the opportunity because guess what? When that play is called again, they, the defense may have that zeroed in you know, and locked in and you may not be able to have that opportunity. But I think moving forward, Danny just has to continue to play calm Mm-hmm. He continues. He just has to continue to make as many plays as he possibly can, and use his feet. Sometimes, sometimes your feet can get you out of trouble to where you can either you know slide left, slide right, or whatever, or whatever. Step up in the pocket, mm-hmm. or just get out of you know get out of the pocket and make some plays with your feet. But you can either see the field better when you move in the pocket, or you can you know make a, make a play with your legs, or get out on the perimeter and throw the ball to whomever may be open. Her the receivers uh, break that down. What you are seeing from the receivers. Their maturation process with Danny, uh, overall blocking. So yeah. it seemed like the blocking, especially on the perimeter by the receivers, has been excellent the last well, couple of weeks. Well, you think about it, with the running backs that we have, the first thing's first. You know, you have to block as a receiver or mm-hmm. perimeter guy, either tight end as well. So, you know, one of the, the key things that, that makes a complete receiver is not only if you can run routes and catch the ball, but you have to be able to block in key situations because that block may sustain uh, – the, the block that you sustain may either – pop that running back where he can take it for 80 or 90 or it may be a you know a third and three or something like that and the running back comes around the end and that block that you get may secure him for a four-yard gain that may be a first down keep the chains moving so what i see in the maturation is i think russell gage is coming into his own he is just playing lights out Mm -hmm. and then you know dj chalk is dj chalk so i mean he's just continuing to grow and get better and better and then you know the other guys are filling in and making plays as they count or when they can, shall Dylan I say, has when made some plays yeah, this year. They're, all, they're making mm-hmm. plays, and the thing about that is they're getting more 
and more comfortable with the offense. And this is what I've been screaming ever since day one. You know, until you understand the offense, until you realize what your role is in that particular offense, because it's brand new, when you realize that, then you can just play the game and not think about it, and you can play a lot more smooth. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Operator Jaguar Opinion Poll. Do you think LSU would take care of business on the road today at Ole Miss? Or do you think this might be one of those rebel traps? You can vote online at WWL.com. Also uh, in action, a lot of SEC will go around the SEC uh, games next. But let's get you caught up on some college football scores. Most of these are second half. These are the early games that kicked off at 11 o'clock our time. Right now, it is number five, Wisconsin, 28-10 to 10 over Maryland in a Big Ten matchup. It's Texas hanging tight, clinging to a three-point, 10-7 lead over 10th-ranked Oklahoma State. That's late in the third. Connecticut over Tulsa, 17-0. That's early in the fourth. To Toledo leads Akron 31 to seven. That is uh, late in the third. Right now in the Big Ten, number uh, no number, not ranked. Iowa seven and Northwestern seven. Purdue trails Rutgers in the third, 14 to six. Louisville adding to Florida State's misery as they lead in the fourth, early in the fourth, 28 to 14 over the Knolls. That's at Doe Campbell Stadium mm-hmm. in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And Missouri had taken out some frustrations, winning for the second time this season. Uh, going to win, they lead Idaho 58 to 14 midway through the third. Iowa State leads. Texas Tech and a game of surprising teams in the Big 12. It's the Cyclones over the Red Raiders 24 to 13 in Lubbock. It is Army and Temple tied up at 14 each early in the fourth. The Duke Blue Devils trying to uh, get back into the thick of things in the ACC. They lead the Pitt Panthers 10-7 late in the third. Boston College over Virginia. And Thad uh, Smith has already gotten 80 yards and a touchdown. Still with the, the entire first ha- second half left to play as BC leads Virginia 24-7. Other games in action. Northern Illinois leads Bowling Green in the first 7-0. In the Battle of Michigans, it's Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan. No score. CBS SEC Game of the Week today in Tuscaloosa. Bryant-Denny Stadium in Alabama. It's Tennessee at number one, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Syracuse is at number eight, Miami. That's a very interesting game right yep, there. Yep. North Carolina visit Virginia Tech in ACC matchup. Michigan State only lost this season so far. Was to Notre Dame. They entertain Indiana today in uh, Lansing. It is number 20, Central Florida at five and one, Navy. Central Florida trying to stay as one of the last few unbeatens in all of Division One college yep. football. Also looking at some Pac-12 matchups, Arizona State visits Utah. Back to the Big Ten. Illinois is at Minnesota. Number nine, Oklahoma is at Kansas State. Kentucky is at Mississippi State. Oregon is at UCLA. SMU will visit uh, this evening Cincinnati. We'll get some more. And of course, down, uh, not down from where we are, Herb, Uptown New Orleans, Quentin Flowers and uh, two very good backs behind him and Coach Charlie Strong and the 16th ranked South Florida Bulls who are undefeated on the season are at Tulane tonight taking on the Greenway. That's nationally televised game on ESPN nice. 2. Yes, indeed. That's going to be a good game. And look, I like Charlie Strong and I like what he, yeah, I do <laughs> what he does everywhere he goes. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for Tulane. No I'd doubt about that. it. And that. Coach Strong came here and uh, did extremely well when he was uh, with Louisville when he won the Sugar Bowl. Yes, he year. did. And, of course, uh, you know, a lot of people felt maybe Texas was about a year or so away, but uh, it didn't take long to get rehired. I think it was a matter of days, and South Florida called his number. Now he's uh, really got an opportunity in many field to uh, run the table, this South Florida team. They're 16th in the nation. I and a victory today, they would get to 7-0. and now, Coming up in a moment, we will have local bottom-down news with Jim Hanzo. Then we will have also our weekly recruiting update with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Where is LSU recruiting-wise? What are the target areas they're hitting on? And also heard for the first time ever, we have not one, 
not two. We have four signing days. There's a three-day period, December 20th through the 23rd, and then again the first Wednesday in February. It's going to be interesting to see how this translates into what athletic departments do as far as coaching yeah. because usually yeah. that's around the time you dismiss a coach mm-hmm. if you're going to dismiss them but also trying to hold on to your players and it got to wonder that some instances will players wait take the wait and see approach i'm gonna wait and see if this coach is going to be here because i've gotten to february Absolutely. to sign and naturally if the coach is still there in february it's you don't see too many coaches being fired that late no all right he's herb tyler i'm deke bellavere recruiting update next but first here is a cbs update my weekly sit down with coach ed ogeron coming up before we uh, check out today lsu and ole miss the 106th meeting between the tigers and the rebels tonight joining us now is mike scarborough publisher and recruiting analyst of tigerbait.com mike boy it uh, it just goes to show you in a few weeks what a difference uh, and that's why they called it a college football season but from the time we uh, kind of jumped on the air surprisingly the night after Troy to now uh, this ball club has really taken a step in the in the right direction and you go from you know looking well they're, they're just young and I just don't know how they're going to be able to put it together with young and no depth to where now the future's not only bright and you go okay well outside of Alabama uh, that looks you know obviously kind of a, a mismatch particularly in the lines you know, who can't they beat? You know, but we've been here before. Yeah, you know, but how much of this is the SEC being in such a state of flux? And how many new coaches are we going to see next year? Um, look, it's no small feat to go on the, full, uh, on the road and beat Florida. Um, and, you know, Auburn was in the driver's seat. That game looked like it was over in the, in, in the second quarter. Um, so you you got to give Ed Orgeron, the staff, and the players a, a lot of credit. But at the same time, all the schools that we're talking about that LSU's beaten, you know, their fan bases are in the same category where LSU's were two weeks ago. So, I, you know, at the end of the year, is it going to be Alabama with an undefeated, unblemished record in the SEC and everybody else in the league's uh, at best eight and four? Absolutely. Mike, look, you know, going back the past couple of weeks, you know, we've won those particular games, but we haven't put together a complete game yet. What do you think the odds are and how do you think that uh, Coach Coach uh, Ogeron will get the guys to, to kind of stand up this week, tonight, and put together a whole four quarters of football? Well, I, I think they, they, they surely they've got to go out and be confident. Uh, those two wins has it, it, done wonders for them, I believe. But Ole Miss is going to be up for this game as well. This is their bowl game. Um, certainly they're going to use uh, Orgeron's statements on uh, early in the week and the Chris Lowe uh, situation, that interview that uh, uh, he had gotten Monday morning um, about how she was where he always wanted to be, and they've spun that uh, the way they want to spin it. Um, but, look, you know, without a running game, and we'll see if they can get one going against LSU's defensive front, but if they're going to be one-dimensional, I just – um, I see LSU taking care of business and, and, and very well covering the spread. But uh, if they're able to make some things happen and Shea Patterson's – I mean, you look at his, his passing numbers. I mm-hmm. mean, he's double uh, passing yards yep. uh, of, of that length. So, yep. um, you know, can they get it done and be one-dimensional? Um, or they can – you know, are they going to be able to come up with some semblance of a running game uh, by setting it up with the pass? And look, in my, and for me, I'm a Shea Patterson fan. I've watched the kid, you know, in high school or whatnot, and I've seen him up close and personal. I think he's um, 
He's a, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Now, with that being said, we have some young guys playing DB right now, but they're not playing like young guys, and I think that they can continue to do that. But let's say this. Um, if they're going to throw the ball 50 times tonight, let's just call it that, um, when you're playing DB, you're chasing the, the receiver, and the receiver doesn't necessarily get tired. Or if he does, they, they've got guys ready to rotate and, and bring new guys in. How do you think LSU is going to attack that? And can and do we have the guys behind the guys that are starting now to come in and step up and play just as well? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, look, the, the LSU's got very, the, you know, the DBU thing continues. Uh, we put out a story. In fact, I just retweeted a little while ago, uh, uh, you know, the challenge for uh, DBU this weekend. Um, but at the same time, that added defensive back is the pressure off the edge. And if Arden Key continues to progress, um, and he's getting trimmer and quicker. Um, and if he's another week uh, ahead in that uh, progress this week and he's able to put pressure on him, uh, that sure does help LSU's defensive backfield when you've got a long guy like that on the edge. Um, and I think Iran is going to have some new wrinkles uh, there as well. So, But, I mean, with Greedy Williams and Tolliver and, and the way those guys have played, I, I, I think LSU's going to certainly get challenged. Uh, Ole Miss is going to have some success. I don't think that they're going to shut them out by any stretch. Um, but at the same time, how successful are they going to be in the red zone? Mike, let everybody know how they can get the latest on the Bayou Bengals. Go to TigerBait.com. we got it all for you. Basketball, basketball recruiting, football, football recruiting. We, we've got it all for you at TigerBait.com. Uh, we'll wait with another big basketball Absolutely. last night. And, Mike, uh, give us your prediction. LSU about a seven, seven-and-a-half point favorite over the Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah, I, I, I like LSU in this one, uh, something like uh, 30 to, to 17. 30 to 17. Mike Scarborough, mm -hmm. TigerBait.com. Mike, we will talk after the game on the point after. All right, talk to you. All right, All right Mike. Mike Scarborough. That's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavin. When we continue my weekly conversation with LSU coach Ed Ogeron, as I spoke with him after the Tigers' big victory over Auburn and pointed toward today's matchup against the Ole Miss Rebels. Coach O joins us next here on WWL. And welcome back to WWL Radio Sports Talk here on the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, with the Tigers coming off a thrilling victory over the Auburn Tigers. Head coach of the Tigers, Coach Ed Ogeron, joins us now. Coach uh, we usually start off talking about uh, what you saw on tape, but just kind of sum up everything that took place. It, uh, just a remarkable game from start to finish. So proud of our players and our fans, determination, leadership, played with true grit, played for 60 minutes. Now, we woke up Saturday morning, we was going to win that football game. We got down 20 to nothing, nobody panicked. We stayed with the plan, made the plays we were supposed to, just proud of our team. Coach, when I went back and just looking at the first half, it seemed like, you know, 20 to nothing, how you get to 20 to nothing, there's obviously different ways. But it wasn't a, a 20 to nothing in which you didn't establish anything, you didn't do anything that wasn't good. There were some successful drives, uh, obviously to pass to DJ, but uh, they were stripped. So there had to be some confidence there knowing that you did some things defensively, you had got off the field on some third downs, and you moved the ball offensively. I guess my point is, is it wasn't like it was just dominant. So you had some positive motivation in moving forward. Exactly. We said, you know, that screen was a big play. Obviously, we could have made the play. We didn't. We had a busted coverage for a touchdown. We said, you know what, we get these things fixed, we in it. And we saw DJ beat the guy deep. He fumbled the football. We thought we could do some things on special teams, which we did. We continued to play for 60 minutes, and, and it happened. 
Coach, when you go back and you look at that first half, the field goal in the first quarter and the two in the second quarter, how significant was that as you look review on it in this whole grand scheme of things that had 23 points, you get off the field on those three possessions in the first half? There's no question. Uh, it made a difference in the football game. And I was just so proud of our guys being resilient and digging in at the right time. With LSU coach Ed Ogeron, Tigers defeating Auburn up next Ole Miss Saturday night here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Coach, now you get into the half. Uh, you've got a couple of touchdowns. Uh, what was the mood in the locker room? And what did you do when, when you go going to take us through who you talked to and the adjustments that were yeah. made? Well, we listen to the defense. I, I stay with the defense most of the time. Dave Aranda did a, a fantastic job. He's there with our defensive staff, and I include myself in the defensive staff, talking about the front, talking about things we've got to do different. And we never panic. And then we talked to the football team. Russell Gates stood up and said, hey, coach, we got this thing. The energy level and the passion was at all-time high at halftime. I ran out the locker room feeling very confident that we was going to win that game. Coach, obviously all coaches have been in this situation before. You haven't been at, at LSU to where you're on that thin line between the team being up a lot to where okay, uh, do we stay steadfast or do we try to alter our game plan? How close is that, and when, when do you decide to kind of is – it, is it a lead, is it a point total, whatever, yeah. to kind of deviate from your game plan? Because it seemed like you never got away from what you wanted to do. Yeah, we never got away from that. We thought we was always in the game. It was a thing that we could fix. You know, the only time we ever going to get away from our game plan was getting down in the fourth quarter, and we see that the game plan cannot win the game. But we like to stay, stick to the plan, stick to what we're doing, and it works. Coach Ed Ogeron joining us now. Coach, are, are you uh, – I don't know if surprise is the word, but – of all the injuries you've dealt with in the last 21 days, are you surprised the progress this team has made despite all the injuries and all the young people you've had to play? It says a lot about the leadership. It says a lot about our coaching staff. And sometimes we've got three true freshmen playing the offensive line the SEC. That is a phenomenal job. These guys are going to be great players. We have great players at spots. Uh, they're leading. They're making plays when they need to. I think the biggest thing uh, difference in our team has been leadership. Guys like Rashard Lawrence, Devin White are standing up. Um, uh, all those guys are just doing a great job of not being denied and practicing hard. Coach, you, you're obviously a high-energy guy. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this team is taking on that energy level. They come out and they play with passion. But what was it like when you saw DJ square those shoulders up on that punt return? And, you know, if, if, this, if this game would have been in the stadium, they'd have blew the top off of it. What, what was that like? Because this stadium was unbelievable. It was, it was the turning point of the game. And you know what? The return before, we had one man we didn't block, so we knew it. And we did block that guy, and we saw it, and we felt like, you know what, we're going to win this football game. That was the turning point of the game. The stadium was electric. It turned into a big-time home field advantage, and it helped our defense. Coach, only fitting that the way the game ended, 40 plays offensively early on for Auburn, 295 yards and 23 points. The rest of the way, 30 plays, 64 yards, and basically no points or three points, 20 and three. Only fitting that the defense was on the field. How special was this game knowing that that defense was able to finish it off and close this game out? Proud of those guys. They're growing up. You know, guys are getting better. I thought our DBs. Did a tremendous job. Dante Jackson, last three or four balls thrown right at him, didn't give him anything. Think about this. They only had six yards passing in the second half. Tremendous job by our coaching staff and our players. Winding down with LSU coach Ed Ogeron. Coach, now the Ole Miss Rebels, a team that this, uh, the defensive back should get their opportunities this week. Uh, Ole Miss has been passing attempts in the 40s, sometimes in the 50s. They've got a great quarterback, some great receivers. This is a, a tough, tough offensive team. What do you see when you see the Ole Miss offense in Shea Patterson? 
explosive, great quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, very quick releases in the right offenses, a hurry-up offenses, a spread offense, big receivers that can catch the ball, make plays after the catch. We know what it's going to be like. Uh, this is going to be a hostile crowd, but we're going to be ready. I mean, this is the LSU Tigers versus Ole Miss, and this team is going to be ready. Big, big rivalry, Coach, and now the Ole Miss defense. In spots, they played, they've played well. Uh, they're coming off a game in which their offense put up a, a ton of points, and uh, they held uh, Vanderbilt pretty much in check a- after they built this big lead. Defensively, what are some things the offense is going to be having to guard against? Blitz. They're going to blitz. They're going to come after us. Uh, they got some speed on defense. Uh, they got some good coaches. Uh, you know, they're going to play their best game against us, and we know it. Coach, you've always been uh, open up front. You, you tell it like it is, uh, and, and people, I think they appreciate you for that. And you've made no bones about it. Hey, look, I had an opportunity at Ole Miss. Yeah. I didn't get the job done, and yeah. I, this is where I am now. But yeah. uh, you're always thankful. It, yeah. When you look at it, Coach, uh, how far has Ed Ogeron come and some things you learned from there to now? You know, you learned your strengths and weaknesses as a coach. And uh, I didn't know him because I didn't, go, I didn't be the head coach, but I'm very grateful for Chancellor Robert Kayak. And Ole Miss for hiring me as a young coach. It gave me an opportunity at SEC. I learned how to be a head coach. Now uh, I hire people that are good at what I'm weak at. I let them do their job, and it seems I've been working there at LSU. But uh, as far as this game, this will never be about me. That's far gone in the past. I'm so happy to be an LSU Tiger. This is about our team. Coach, what, what was it like in, when you all get in that locker room? And it's just it's the only football person there, no me and nothing else, just the team that goes out there and sweats and fights and cries and bleeds together. What was it like celebrating that victory over Auburn Saturday in that locker room? It was wild. But it was good to see the belief and the seriousness, man. We can do this thing. We can do this thing. And then they started playing music. That I don't know nothing about, but they were dancing. and <laughs> No, it was good. And it's just good to see the joy and the belief. And uh, these guys came to LSU to be good. Finally, Coach, I, I don't know what the, the phrase or the term is it, but over the course of, of the controversy, the ups and downs, injuries, the loss to Troy, the victory over Florida, Auburn going into Ole Miss, is this team coming together? What, what is the feel when you walk in this building every day? It, it's, it's a different feel from when I walked in here the last right. few weeks. What is it like? Upbeat, confidence, but not overconfident. Uh, hey, we got to go to work. It's a 24-hour rule today. We're going to enjoy this victory. We're going to watch it with the team. But you know what? We're going to take this practice this afternoon serious and press on to Ole Miss. And finally, Coach, keys to victory. You're going into Ole Miss. This yeah. will be a big one. It gets you right back in the thick of things in the conference, playing over there Saturday night. What are some things the Tigers need to do to yeah. get be, win this game? Yeah, you know, we need to play physical football. We need to win the line of scrimmage. We need to be able to run the football and eat up some clock and not give them the ball a lot because they're going to score some points. You know, have to play great defense. We have to put some pressure on Shea Patterson. And our DBs have to keep everything in front of them and tackle when the ball is caught and not give up big plays after the catch. Continue to play well on special teams. We know they're going to bring the house. They're going to bring everything they got. It's going to be a hostile crowd, but we're going to expect it. Coach Ed Orgeron, the LSU Tigers, taking on Ole Miss Saturday night here on WW. Coach, thank you so much. Good luck to you and the Tigers. Go Tigers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.